In the television justice system, the people are represented by two separate yet equally important groups, the Ricardos, who give and then destroy TVs, and the Mertzes, who retaliate. These are their stories. Dun-dun! Hello, my beautiful Tropicanas. Welcome back to The Ricardo Project, the podcast where we watch through I Love Lucy episode by episode and talk about its historical, emotional, and comedic impact. My name is Dana, and I'm so glad you've joined me today for Season 2, Episode 7, The Courtroom, which premiered 70 years ago yesterday on November 10th, 1952. Thank you all so much for your patience. Last week, I was supposed to put out a bonus episode and was unable to due to some uh, uh, sleep issues with my sweet little boy. And then we had family in town. It just got away from me. But I have a plan to make it up to you, which I'll get to at the end of the episode. Without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Here's what happens in the courtroom. So Ricky and Lucy are all dolled up because it's Fred and Ethel's 25-year wedding anniversary, which, like, was Ethel a child bride? How did that work? I'm going to get to this in the historical notes, but in season one, they'd only been married for 18 years. And I still think that means that Ethel was, like, ridiculously young. I mean, to me, Vivian Vance looks maybe 35, maybe like 38. Okay, fine. She was 20 years old and she married Fred. But 25, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I'm calling shenanigans. It's stuff like this that really lends credence to the rumor that has not been substantiated at all. But, you know, I understand why the rumor that Lucille Ball wanted them to make Ethel Mertz older um, because she was jealous of Vivian Vance. Like things like this make that seem really plausible because are you freaking kidding me? There's no possible way that Ethel has been married for 25 years because she would have been like 12 years old when she got married. Absolutely not. No, maybe. Okay. Let's say she's the same age as Lucille Ball is in real life. So she's like 42 because Vivian Vance is actually, I think, a little bit younger than Lucille Ball, if I remember correctly. Fine. So that means if she was married for 25 years, she would have been 17. I just don't buy it. I'm sorry. I just don't buy it. Anyway, whatever. So Ricky and Lucy have gotten the Mertzes a television for their anniversary, which is very nice, especially by 1952 standards. Although, like, let's just be very clear. If anyone would like to buy me a television for my anniversary, I will gladly take it. The silliness of this episode begins pretty quickly because it turns out that Lucy was a complete dingus and she had the uh, television delivered to their apartment so that they could have the joy of like seeing the look on the Mertz's faces when they presented it. But they live above the Mertz's, which means that they have to carry this giant television set downstairs. And the corresponding scene... (laughs) It feels like the precursor to that scene in Friends where Ross yells pivot a lot while they're trying to get his couch upstairs. Do you you know what that scene is? It's actually a very funny moment. Uh, Lucy and Ricky have to trade off sides because Lucy is just weak as hell. And I always love problem solving like stressed out Ricky. Desi Arnaz plays this so well. And Lucy is just useless. I mean, she's as useless as I would be doing this and I would be the worst. Um, Finally, Ricky puts the TV on his back and he just scoots down the stairs. It's very funny. So they finally got in there and an exhausted Ricky knocks and no one answers. But the Mertzes come right in. They're carrying this adorable cake that a friend made them and the Ricardos get to reveal the big present. Fred and Ethel are genuinely so excited and grateful. They immediately bring it inside to get it set up. 
But the TV has some sort of a screen issue. There's like a wavy line in the middle and Ricky is insistent that he can fix it. He even brought a screwdriver with him just in case something like this happened. Even though Fred tries a few times to stop him, Ricky just is convinced that he can solve this problem. He takes the back of the set off, ties two wires together, plugs the television in, and it explodes. And Fred and Ethel are justifiably very upset. And Ricky and Lucy get immediately defensive. And Ricky states that they have the same set. He's fixed it before. And so Fred, you know, always the calm one, um, he goes upstairs and he just kicks the Ricardo's TV set in so that the TVs match. Ricky demands that Fred pay to fix their TV. Fred demands that Ricky pay to fix the Mertz TV, which honestly should have been step one. Like if Fred had just taken a moment, I'm sure the Ricardos would have just said, oh, we'll pay to fix it. We're sorry about that. Um, But they didn't because that wouldn't be a very interesting episode of television. So instead, they all threatened to sue each other. (laughs) A couple days later, Ricky comes home and he announces that he's all prepped to sue the Mertzes. And right as he's about to show Lucy what that means, someone knocks on the door claiming to look for another apartment, but he sees Ricky and he turns into this like awestruck fan. Ricky signs an autograph for him, but the fan tells him to keep it because boom, they've been served. Honestly, that process server rocks. I'm so impressed by him. It was the smoothest, sneakiest thing I've ever seen. So the Mertzes are suing the Ricardos and Lucy very intelligently says, oh, we got to get a lawyer, but Ricky is ready to do it himself. He's written Lucy, uh, an unrehearsed and spontaneous testimony, which means an unrehearsed and spontaneous testimony. And that's a very funny back and forth. And he makes Lucy practice it again and again. And he's included these like stage directions in her script, including growling at the Mertzes and showing off her gorgeous legs to flirt with the judge. So we go straight to the court scene and Lucy's wearing the daffiest hat in the scene, by the way, I absolutely love it. It's such a good costuming moment because it just makes her look extra ridiculous. It really highlights um, how silly this episode is. So we're seeing the fruits of Ricky's script. The Mertzes are completely unimpressed by Lucy snarling. They quickly recognize that Ricky is leading Lucy to follow an exact script. Fred even objects. It's very cute. But it doesn't really matter that he objects because as soon as Lucy flashes those gams, the judge is completely smitten and he's on her side. So Lucy's story that Ricky's written is that Ricky didn't want to touch the TV, but Fred didn't listen and he caused the explosion. And then he just went completely amok and he happily destroyed the Ricardo TV as well. And Lucy fake cries to really finalize the testimony and bring it home. And then the minute she steps down from from testifying, she stops crying and starts smiling. It's so funny. So Fred then calls Ethel to the stand to counteract Lucy's story, um, who immediately tries to flirt with the judge, too, and, and Fred puts the kibosh on that. It's cute. Ethel's story is that the Ricardo showed up without being invited. They gave them a secondhand busted-up TV set, and then Ricky pulled out an axe <laughs> and hacked the TV set until it exploded, and then took them all upstairs and picked up Fred's foot and forced it through the Ricardo TV, which is like... If that had really happened, that would be the wildest story ever. Truly an unhinged man. So the judge stops the proceedings because he's actually very good at his job. And he reminds them all that perjury is a crime. (laughs) And the bailiff brings out the judge's TV to do a reenactment. So because they've all been told they're going to go to jail if they don't tell the truth, Lucy has to concede that Ricky began the downfall of the Mertz TV And Ethel has to admit that there was no axe involved. It was actually a screwdriver. 
and the judge quickly surmises that this is all just a miscommunication and a rash response, and he sends them into his chambers to make up, which works. This this man's a very patient jurist. The Ricardos and the Merses make up, and they agree to fix each other's TV sets. Then the judge accidentally explodes his own television, and that's the episode. I mean, I think this episode is super fun. It does what I Love Lucy does so beautifully, which is to take the recognizable, domestic, relatable scenario and spin it until it's in the realm of the surreal. So the clearest example of this is obviously the bread and pioneer women, but this episode is another wonderful example. And I think it really shows how I Love Lucy is just a blueprint for the modern sitcom. Friends who get in a misunderstanding and have a blowout fight. I mean, it's a very common sitcom trope. And it starts here with the Ricardos and the Mertzes. I I know I've already mentioned this, but it reminds me so much of Friends. And I never really drew a direct line from the Ricardos and the Mertzes to shows like Living Single and Friends um, and even Seinfeld to a certain extent. But I, I think it's certainly there. I mean, the, the dynamic between our Fab Four really set a standard for how friendship is portrayed on TV. You know, it's like this intentional community <laughs> that's built on devotion and loyalty and there's pranks and fights and overreaction. I actually just tonight watched an episode of Seinfeld with my husband that um, I can see some lines on. Um, it's the one where uh, it's the one where George is forced to buy the the book on French Impressionism because he takes it into the bathroom of the bookstore with him. And then at the end, spoilers for Seinfeld, Jerry turns him in for shoplifting. Um, the kind of relationship and the ability to quickly forgive and the ability to go really far. I mean, these are all things that, that, that I Love Lucy did. And I guess I'd have to do a little bit more research and see if other shows of the era were doing this, but I don't think that they were. They, they were a lot more um, domestic, I believe, if I recall. Um, so anyway, um, I can only think I can only think of one other Ricardo versus Mertz episode so far, which is breaking the lease. Don't remember enjoying that one as much as this. Um, this is just a really good bottle episode. It doesn't have outside influence. It has a reasonably believable fight. I mean, it's definitely worth a watch. There are so many scenes. Not one moment feels too slow. And this is what I was talking about in the last few episodes. We have here an episode that has so many peaks. We have the staircase scene, which is great. The explosion, the rehearsal, then the final courtroom scene. Nothing is wasted. Every single moment is put to use. I think it's a great script on top of some really wonderful performances. We've got Ricky being you know, foolish and arrogant. We've got Fred being cantankerous. Lucy being naive but correct. Ethel is sassy. It's a wonderful showing for all our characters, and it really shows who they are in their relationship with their partner, but also overall in the group. And I just, I really like it. I think it's a very strong showing for the second season. So let's do some historical notes. So as I mentioned, the Mertzes were only celebrating their 18th anniversary in Be a Pal, which was episode two of season one. And now it's their 25th anniversary. Um, and for the rest of the series, they'll say that they're, they've been married for 25 years. So for the next four years, they'll be married for 25 years. Um, so, you know, I mean, actually, they're closer to 25 years married at the uh, beginning, I guess, than the end. So I don't know. Just one of those continuity things that really ultimately doesn't matter much because it's a sitcom that's 70 years old. I guess we can cut them some slack. 
So the only other historical note that I have is that at this point, I Love Lucy was working on reruns. At this point, Lucille Ball was pregnant. And this episode was filmed actually closer to the end of season one than it was to the beginning of season two. And they were doing that to kind of rush um, stock records that Lucy could take a maternity leave. And um, Desi Arnaz and co took the time to invent the concept of a rerun at this point. And so this episode was not shown as a rerun at this point, because obviously it was new, but it would later be shown as a rerun during the fourth season, um, which I believe was when they were in Hollywood. And it they presented it as like a flashback episode. So these reruns were not presented as just like, oh, you're going to watch an old episode of I Love Lucy. They were presented with these kind of opening scenes and closing scenes sometimes that would be like, remember when this happened? And then there you would get a flashback. And that's how they handled reruns at the time, which is actually very clever, honestly. And I kind of wish they would do that more now. Um, But the setup for this was that uh, Mrs. McGillicuddy, Lucy's mother, who's a really fabulous character, she writes a letter to Lucy saying where basically they kind of lead into the idea of like televisions being fixed. And then Ricky says, like, oh, the TV has been a problem ever since we gave it to them, remember? And then it leads into this episode, which is kind of fun. The script still exists for that, but unfortunately the footage leading to that flashback has been lost. Uh, So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Next week is another uh, bonus episode slot. And what I'm going to do is the bonus episode I was supposed to do last week was actually going to be a two-parter. Part one was going to be last week. Part two is going to be next week. So I'm just going to combine it. So rather than getting like the standard like 15-minute episode, you'll get a little bit of a longer episode from me um, deep diving into a modern pop culture phenomenon that I think began with the Arnezes, or at least was foundationally built upon the Arnezes. That's how I'll phrase it. So I'm really excited to talk about that. It's very different than what we usually do here, which is like a recap episode or talking about the episodes. This is going to be talking more about like the real life people behind. So I hope that you enjoy it when the time comes. And I really appreciate your patience with me last week. I really appreciate your patience with me this week. Uh, I am in the process of getting some childcare figured out, which will hopefully mean that our schedule will stay consistent moving forward. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Ricardo project. It means more to me than, you know, if you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate and review this podcast, wherever you are listening and tell a friend about it. These are the best possible ways to help the show. If you'd like to get in touch with me for any reason whatsoever, I'd love to hear from you. I'm on Instagram at the Ricardo project or on email at the Ricardo project at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you next week for a special bonus episode of the Ricardo project.